are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast with John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. All right, as you know, we do things by the book around here. So the first read of the show is for Sonos. Mm -hmm. Sonos is an acronym. Okay, here we go. Arizona basketball, tough uh, tough game against ASU on on, uh, Saturday. And we're coming to you live Saturday, even though you won't hear this until Monday. Um, Schuster, we talked about this on another platform, but... Arizona's got some issues now that they're going to have to, I think they're capable of rebounding from and, you know, making some adjustments, but there's certainly some adjustments that are going to be need to be made here. First and foremost, well, there's a couple. First and foremost, again, I'm not a trainer. A lot of people think that, uh, you know, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. They're wrong. I'm not. But you are a doctor. I am a doctor. And right now you're about to play one on a podcast. Correct. That being said, I am not uh, licensed in the the flesh-cutting <laughs> routine, if that's a, a thing. I'm not playing a Julius Tabellus until he's good to go. Again, people smarter than me have made the determination that he's going to play. The Tabellus I've seen the last couple games has not been the Tabellus we've seen, and quite frankly, he's hurt Arizona when he's been out there because he just hasn't... He's been a... He's been a woeful deficiency. What say you? Uh, I'm, I guess I'm curious here as to what the thought process is on Arizona's part, what they see, what the conversations are. Mm-hmm. I suspect that they've had plenty of conversations with the training staff, and the you training staff has said, yeah, I, 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 we think he's okay. Yes. We think he can go, and of course, Tabellus is going to say, yeah, of course I can go. Uh, but the By the way, what a weenie thing to say if he said, no, I'm good. Although in a weird although, way. Yes, I know, it, it, I know. Yeah, it, it 100%. Is, although with some, something like that where you feel good enough, you yeah. think, think you're going to be able right. to do it, but then it's up to the coaching staff. That's a coach's responsibility to say, to, to have the observational... Uh, uh, tools necessary to say, you know what, maybe, maybe just not they don't, ready. They don't look right. Yeah. And it's a tough, and to some degree, it's a tough time for Arizona in this regard because they have the two games against UCLA uh, within a relative 10-day window when Tabellus is recovering from an injury, right. one of them that they've lost. Right. And now they've got another one Thursday where after the ASU performance, you feel a lot less comfortable that they're going to beat UCLA here than I did to two days mildly, after they yes. beat UCLA. Right. You know, I, and that's I, not I, us I, being a prisoner of the moment. And, uh, right. That's being us a prisoner of facts, it's, of but, actuality, a harbinger of, of actuality. Yes. Not now we're an HOA. A harbinger of actuality. <laughs> we're a harbinger yeah. of a lot of damn things. Uh, but anyway, the frustrating aspect of that is that Arizona is probably going to have to function, figure out a way to function well without Tabellus, at least in the short term. Because if you're looking at this from a long-term standpoint, the Cats are better when he's healthy on the floor. Mm-hmm. And if he isn't fully healthy on the floor now, he's actually a and detriment to them, as you said. there's a difference when he's, when he's healthy out there on the court. Because he's a one guy that can get some, as I like to say, bully baskets. Where, you know what, you're around the basket. He doesn't play like Michael Wright, but... You know, kind of, you know, get your body into somebody and finish around the hoop. You know, get you some baskets, some easier baskets like that that slows the game down to a certain extent. Plus, he's a pretty efficient passer, understands the game, you know, things like that. There's really nobody else on this team, and again, this is a Captain Obvious statement, that really replicates what he can do out there. I was somewhat intrigued by, I will say, 
by uh, Mr. Ballow being out there, though. Again, you, uh, I, I think you Before talk... Before we get to Ballow, if you don't mind, let's back up and wrap to Bellis for a moment. Um, the He's about to be wrapped. <laughs> yes. The, the, the unfortunate aspect here is if Arizona loses to UCLA at home, while it's not wholly detrimental, it could play a role in where Arizona's seated in the tournament. Mm. And, that's, and, and there's a big difference, just statistically, right. between being a one or two seed and being a three seed. Mm. And if Arizona becomes a three seed as a result of this 10-day or so struggle, then their chances of making a deep run are infringed upon a little bit, yeah. and they're probably going to play in another region as well. Right. Uh, so those are unfortunate aspects that hopefully Arizona can figure out in relatively short order how to work their way around. Now, they may have an opportunity up in Vegas at the uh, conference tournament to make that up a little bit and, and get seated in a place that they'd ultimately like. But the game against UCLA is a big one, and if, and, and if Tabellus can't go, Arizona's in or can't go well, Arizona's in a weird spot. Mm -hmm. And that spot is you want to be able to beat UCLA to wipe off the slate out of that loss. If you do that, you're in perfectly great shape. Right. Uh, if you don't, you've lost two to them. They are the and they have the inside track, and then and then you're long you have to figure out your long term plans in a different and way just because as ultimately you want you're to starting to run out of good teams to be able to beat because right. UCLA is the one. Plus at that point too Illinois is going to be a good win. We've talked about it. You've got Kofi Cockburn. You've got uh, some of the, you know, one of the better players in the country. Illinois is going to be a top 15 team. But you don't have a ton after that, though. You know, so, I mean, you're, you got to start looking at some ways to be able to get some wins. Yeah, because uh, what are you? One and three and yeah, quad, and whatever quad, the hell quad, quad one is. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. You know, if the you lose the second time. analytic <laughs> folks would not <laughs> like no, what you're up to they at would, that They point. would not. Um, but uh, I would... Now, granted, as I take a swig of a drink, um, we both took a swig at almost the same time. Mm -hmm. Bruno's taking a swig of his paw at the moment, <laughs> which, just is, so that, uh, which is not as liquefied. Yeah, no, as it, it's really not. It's kind of our hydration. Yes, no, it's a little. Uh, it's not. A, it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not as not as tempting. No. Um, but uh, as far as Arizona goes, um, these last couple games, and again, they know more. I would not have played Tabellus today. I. I wonder what they see observationally because where they think At it's... least what I saw, and I think, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm about to, but the cool thing about this podcast is you and I have the ability to say, you know what, Mike, I don't stand by <laughs> mm -hmm. that. And Sean sure just might sit there and say that. He might. Okay. But I will say this, <laughs> that I look at him, and then we're up against a quick break, because as you know on here, we, we, uh, we adhere to everything by the book. By the mark. So I'm going to say this, and then we'll uh, go over on the other side, and John Schuster will rebut. I would not have played as you list to Bellis because I think he's looked absolutely terrible the last couple games. He's moved okay, as you correctly pointed out, but he just hasn't looked good. And like when it gets the ball under the basket, it looks like he's praying that it goes in there. Don't like it. All right, one thing that you should pray, well, I don't know if you should pray about it. Get upside. Here's the thing. Get upside is the best way if you got gas and gas for your need gas for your car not for you know other parts the uh you get the get upside app we are a college channel so the up the uh, code word is score and you know what you can get up to 50 cents 25 cents off per gallon on your first real full up fill up make it happen get upside we'll be right back with you thanks for keeping it locked on wildcats all right schuster go uh, you know, there is a... By the way, I'm going to get Bruno you know, food when I you think talk. When you talk about Tabellus, I think it, it it is interesting. One, one of the problems with being a bully basket guy 
is that on, on, on one hand, and Arizona fans have seen this, he's very clever. He's clever around the hoop. But it seems that he's concerned about the ankle. And it's in his head. Mm -hmm. And he's got to be able to play through that and play comfortably. And if he isn't ready to do that yet, then there may be a detriment to the number of minutes that he can go. Can he physically go maybe 70%? But if he's closer to 90% or above two weeks from now, then maybe it's better to wait that out. If you're going to endanger that long-term element, right. you need him in March healthy. As much as it's important with the UCLA games now, mm -hmm. you need him in March healthy more than you need him right and now. And I was arguing with an idiot on the internet, and um, and it wasn't myself that I was arguing <laughs> hashtag with. Hashtag idiot. Yes, yes, hashtag internet idiot. And the one thing I was trying to tell him, though, is he said, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a sprained ankle. It'll be good. Sprained ankles, though, can definitely linger. And the high ankle sprain is one not, that lingers. It's not something I'm often. messing around with right now. I could, here's a newsflash. I could have won this game today without him. Right. Now. Granted, Arizona looked like crap. And to a large degree, they did. Yes, they really did, yes. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have to see a lot more Ballo and Coloco up front, especially against UCLA. Ballo, to me, is fascinating. Um, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to play in the NBA, but he you the second Ballo comes out there, and it's not just because he's bigger than everyone else, you notice him. He has a... Well, when you're... Seven feet tall and about two sixty. It's hard not to. True, true. But Kevin Flanagan was seven <laughs> foot two sixty, and I noticed him for drastically different reasons as well. Um, but your point's well taken, though. Ballo is a Ballo's a guy that you definitely notice out there. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm okay with playing him and Coloco a little bit together now. I th because at least if the alternative is playing this Tabellus right there, then you know I don't really like that. Now, let me ask you this. Kirk Creesa, mm -hmm. we hear, when we've heard for quite a while that he's a great shooter, I pulled up his stats for his career at the U of A. Okay. And he is 59 of 173 from three-point range. Ouch. That's 33%. Ouch. Okay. Wow. That's a big sample size, too. That's yeah. not, you know, having a couple-game stretch. Are we maybe at the point where maybe he's just not that good of a shooter? You're going to, he's going to, he's, he's streaking. So he can get hot, and that and because and we've you hope, seen good and you, shooters, we, and, and, true. And you hope that hot becomes consistent, rhythmic, that he takes better looks. Right. You know, I, I I think in the last two games, and and again in the sample size, not to buffer this too much, but you're talking if you've included the last two games in that sample size, Correct. it has dramatically affected it. Negatively, mm -hmm. so maybe in reality, over most of that sample size, Crease is a thirty-six percent three-point shooter as opposed to thirty-three. It's it's a little bit, but it's not a big difference. Your point is still spot on. Mm -hmm. uh, but what that's going to, we know he's willing to take big shots, and 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 he certainly has shown an ability to hit them from a streaky standpoint. But he needs to probably pro probably it's incumbent upon him to be open. It's. He flows better in the offense with an extra pass or two or three when he gets an open look as opposed to believing that he's Salim Stoudemire or Steph Curry. You might be hearing in the background and saying to yourself, what is that? Is that a Built Bar? Because it sounds like a strong man that's eating. No, that's Bruno Luke. But Built Bar is something that if Bruno could consume it, we would be putting in an IV form for him. Because that's how important Built Bar is to the daily life of the high-caliber athlete out there, the uh, Umar Ballo. Built Bar. Is there any doubt that that man has consumed Built Bar? Not one. 
not mean, a one. You watch him out there, and you say to yourself, gosh, if there is a walking billboard name image uh-huh. and likeness yes nil deal uh-huh. it is for umar ballo for built bar built bar check it out we both like the blueberry flavor yes we do let's take a quick break welcome back to the locked on wildcats podcast all right schuster tomorrow we're going to be talking a little bit about something a little bit off t- uh a little bit off topic but at the same point, though, I still want to uh, bring up, uh, let's see here, Arizona. Big picture, I think people overreact sometimes to a two-game stretch. My only thing that matters to me, really, obviously you don't want to drop games, but you need Arizona and you need Tabellas to be healthy going into the or Into the, into the tournament, yeah, right. Go. Mm-hmm. In, in, into the two tournaments, yes, and I think that's right. Arizona, there are a couple things I think going on right now, There's uh, and this is not uncommon in college basketball around late January. These, these are the dog days of college basketball, mm-hmm. and I think it looks like Arizona has sort of hit a bit of a wall. Right. Lots of other teams have hit a wall, too. This is not exclusive to the It's a wall with a. a lot of imprints on it. <laughs> it is. And hopefully Arizona works through that by about mid-February, as a lot of other teams are probably going to do. And then you make the big push toward, uh, you know, peaking, doing what they call peaking at the right time into late February, early March, and hopefully you can make a deep tournament run uh, as a result. But Arizona is is clearly struggling right now, and the last two teams have done good scouting to figure them out. UCLA and ASU has enhanced their respective defenses on the perimeter to put more pressure on Arizona's passing game, and the Cats have not been tough enough and committed enough, I think, to work through that, and that is something that is... I believe can change and is going to have to change. The U of A right now doesn't look like a team that has the movement that it did uh, in the in, from what we've seen over the course of most of the first portion of this season. Right. And that's something that they're going to have to work to get. And until they do, teams are going to be able to dictate to them how they want to play as opposed to the other way. And the offensive numbers in the last two games show it. Right. Coming, into, coming into the UCLA game, Arizona averaged 90 points a game. They scored, what, in the 50s, yeah. 59 against UCLA? Yeah, and 60 here. 60 yeah. here. So you're talking about oh, mid-60s wow. in the last two games. That's a hell of a big difference. Less than ideal. <laughs> Less than ideal when you're a team that th- thrives on scoring 90 a game. So the Cats are going to have to have to spend a lot of time functioning and improving in their half-court game to get a rhythm back. And I think a lot of that is the result of believing and committing to their passing attack again and cutting with force without the ball. We'll be back with you. You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.